Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and Harpy. Hello, this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Noel Acheson here with your featured story. Today, I want to share a piece I wrote for Coindesk earlier this week on the ongoing COP28 climate summit and what it could mean for crypto. Its title is COP28 and Bitcoin, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Here we go. This week sees the kickoff of COP28, the annual conference to discuss a coordinated global approach to dealing with climate change issues. This year, it is held in the United Arab Emirates, one of the world's largest oil producers. Already, desperate rhetoric is emphasizing the catastrophic cost of inaction. 120 heads of state are brushing up their speeches, and even Pope Francis will make an appearance despite a lung inflammation. Yet, as usual, the event will most likely end up being a waste of time as well as energy of all kinds. Nevertheless, there is a positive crypto twist embedded in the shambles. First, let's briefly address my skepticism. The track record so far is not auspicious. The first COP, which, if you're curious, stands for Conference of Parties, in 1995 called for governments to establish specific legally binding targets and timetables for reducing developed country emissions of greenhouse gases. Almost 30 years later, we still don't have those. The chair of the event is Sultan Ahmed Al-Jaber. He is also CEO of the state oil company Adnoc, which is expected to boost its oil production next year after the recent upward revision of the UAE OPEC Plus quota. Adnoc also has been aggressively expanding its international fossil fuel interests. I do believe that an oil executive is better placed to get other oil executives to listen, and Adnoc is working on diversifying its revenue streams. But it's a stretch to ask us to believe there is no conflict of interest here. Indeed, leaked documents have revealed that the UAE was planning to use its position as host country to discuss oil and gas deals with more than a dozen countries. Governments around the world are aware that more funding is needed to combat climate change. In 2009, donor countries agreed to mobilize $100 billion a year by 2020 to help developing countries reduce their dependence on fossil fuels. This target was only reached this year, but it doesn't matter anyway. 
A recent report by the International Energy Agency suggested that the annual amount needed would be more like $2.7 trillion. Not all of that would need to come from public coffers, which is just as well since most developed economy governments are struggling with more short-term priorities such as helping allies defend borders, maintaining benefits, and not defaulting on sovereign debt. Plus, emission reduction policies are not popular with voters and could lead to political upsets. The surprise win in last week's Netherlands general election of far-right candidate Geert Wilders was in part a result of some of the drastic emission measures proposed by the outgoing government, such as reducing livestock herds. In Germany, dwindling support for the once-powerful Green Party has made space for a resurgence of the far-right AFD party. Many European countries are at odds with the EU's plans to charge shippers for their emissions, and the EU goes to the polls next year. Elsewhere, leaders are walking back climate commitments due to internal pressure. In September, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak announced that the UK was delaying its decarbonisation plans to avoid, quote, losing the consent of the British people, unquote. Germany is reactivating several mothballed coal plants this winter to avoid an energy shortage. China has approved roughly 50% more coal plants over the past two years than in the two years before that. There are so many issues that impede an alignment of global incentives to fund the transition while curbing fossil fuel production and use that all of the above is just scratching the surface. Yet we are encouraged to curb our cynicism because cops are important for raising awareness of the importance of doing something. I'm all for doing something, but after 28 years of these conferences, we have made little progress in understanding the economics of the problem and in addressing the necessary incentives. Perhaps Al Jaber can bang some heads together and get some representatives to override national interests, but he would have to do that for all delegates, and with the UAE not exactly setting a good example, the chances are slim. Meanwhile, the cost of hosting such an expansive event, which is increasingly being dominated by commercial interests, must be astronomical. Over 70,000 people are expected to attend. I doubt they will get to Dubai by rowboat or bicycle. A valid question is when the vast expense of all the cop-related hand-wringing will be diverted to focus on technological breakthroughs that will help with adaptation as well as more efficient renewable generation systems. One such breakthrough is Bitcoin. CME Group Cryptocurrency Futures and Options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash crypto classic to find out more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. This episode is sponsored by Harpy, the most advanced on-chain security solution for monitoring and protecting your crypto wallet from theft in real time. 
Harpy helps you detect, block, and recover compromised assets from malicious transactions before they execute, keeping your crypto safe from the threat of attacks, hacks, and scams. Secure your wallet for free at harpy.io forward slash markets daily. That's H-A-R-P-I-E dot I-O forward slash markets daily. Bitcoin is by no means a solution to all of the hardship ahead from climate change, nor will it solve many of the barriers to greater adoption of renewable energy. But it can help with decarbonization. It wasn't that long ago that Bitcoin was vilified for its environmental damage. Investors and casual observers rejected the very idea of learning more about Bitcoin because it was harmful. Climate activists campaigned for the code to be changed. Lawmakers campaigned for its mining to be banned. Thankfully, this has largely died down as study after study debunked the false claims. Remember how in 2017, Newsweek proclaimed that Bitcoin mining would use all of the world's electricity by 2020? We've come a long way since then. It's not just peer-reviewed papers that have highlighted the potential for Bitcoin mining to support greater investment in renewable generation and methane capture. It's also a powerful sprinkling of well-written reports from institutional research teams such as Bloomberg and KPMG. The narrative has shifted. Even misguided regulators have pivoted their crypto objections to focus on illicit uses. The way-too-brief summary is that Bitcoin mining can economically support the construction and operation of renewable grids, even small ones in remote areas, by acting as a swing consumer. Bitcoin mining is practically the only industrial energy user that is location agnostic, as in rigs don't care where they are as long as they have energy and an internet connection, and can power up and down with relative ease. What's more, Bitcoin miners can help mitigate methane emissions from fossil fuel production by converting the gas into energy to power the income-generating machines. According to the International Energy Agency, methane is responsible for roughly 30% of the rise in global temperatures since the Industrial Revolution, and fossil fuel production is the third largest source of methane contamination after wetlands and agriculture. Removing part of this while helping to secure a financial network Sounds like a win for energy companies, Bitcoin miners, investors, and, of course, the environment. There is so much more to say on this, but in sum, Bitcoin is a significant piece in the climate change adaptation puzzle, and this year, COP28 will have its first Bitcoin mining delegation. I don't know to what extent Bitcoin miners were present in previous COPs, but the fact that this time there is an official delegation with a high-quality panel feels significant. It almost cements the shift in narrative and will hopefully help to spread the constructive possibilities even wider. It also highlights just how early Bitcoin is. Its technology is misunderstood by most, its use cases are undervalued by many, and its potential is as yet barely appreciated. The environmental misunderstandings have been painfully frustrating, but with Bitcoin actually having a presence at the most high-profile climate change conference, we can appreciate that progress has been made. There's a long way to go yet, but events like this will help push the narrative forward and can connect various interests that will together work on the small steps that can take us all a long distance. That's it for today's show. 
For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Acheson for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.